I V M. Hi listeners, we at Aditya Birla Sun Life Mutual Fund have come up with a special podcast series called MF 101 in collaboration with Bloomberg Quint. MF 101 is an informative series that will help you understand the recipe behind mutual fund investments. And what's more, it's coming from the chefs of the mutual fund buffet table, from the very own fund managers and analysts who are the manufacturers of the funds that help you realize your investment goals. I'm your host Anupam Gupta, B50 on Twitter, and in this opening episode, we start with the year 2019's outlook towards the equity market and economic scenario with the head chef, Mr. Mahesh Patel, CIO Equity Aditya Birla Sun Life Mutual Fund. Mahesh, welcome to the show. Tell us something about yourself. Uh, let me first wish all our viewers a very happy and prosperous 2019. So I started my career as a uh, I did my engineering and did my MBA from JBIMS in '93. Uh, worked there as a research analyst and then joined Aditya Birla Sun Life Mutual Fund in 2005 as a fund manager and been there for 13 years uh, managing a team of seven fund managers and 20 analysts and heading the equity function at this point in time. What happened in 2018? You know, it was such a rough year. Uh, I was just looking somewhere. I think the best return that was there was probably on a liquid fund or something. So, what happened in 2018 in the stock market? Yeah, I think if you go back and look at 2018, uh, it was a period of reversals, and it was not only equities, but across asset classes, the returns were negative. Be it bonds, uh, emerging market equities, developed market equities, even gold. The returns were negative, so it was a very difficult year. So, 2018 was a period of a lot of volatility because of the strong U.S. dollar. We saw currency volatility across various countries, even oil prices uh, shot up. So, the macro picture, which was looking good in 2017, turned a bit adverse, and that led to a correction across uh, asset classes. So now here we are at the start of 2019, and we know that there are two broad drivers to the stock markets. One is the macroeconomic perspective, the outlook on GDP growth, stuff like that, and the second is liquidity. We know that uh, the uh, the inflows into mutual funds have been very strong. From that perspective, how are the markets looking to you? So uh, as we step into 2019, a lot of the clouds which were there on the macro front, I think they have started to ease off. So we'll take one by one. So on on the global front. Okay, the U.S. economy, which was doing very strong, and ended 2018 on a strong note, is showing signs of kind of slowing down, and uh, that is, I would say, uh, there's a some slowdown in the overall global growth, which has meant that the strong U.S. dollar strength, what we saw last year, okay, U.S. dollar rallied by almost nine to ten percent, and that has kind of peaked out, and and as a result, uh, I think it will be good for emerging markets because. Whenever we see a stronger U.S. dollar, there is outflow of capital from emerging markets, and that leads to volatility, vulnerability for emerging markets in terms of their currencies. And over a period of time, we've seen the emerging markets uh, have been able to uh, repair their balance sheets. The debt uh, to GDP ratio has come down. So overall, I think, and with forex reserves being fairly comfortable at around four hundred uh, billion dollars, I think rupee should also be fairly range bound. So. Rupee was fairly range bound and steady. Okay, in CY 16 and 17, sure. 18 we saw uh, almost 8-10 percent depreciation. This year, I think rupee will probably move in a band of around 3 to 4 percent is what we think, which is good for a lot of our investors looking into it. So, uh, I think on the macro front, I think as I said earlier, the headwinds which were there are kind of easing off, and I think that should be good from uh, at least starting point for the outlook for equity in 2019. 
Mahesh, that's great from a macroeconomic perspective. Anything specifically on interest rates and inflation? Yeah, so the interest rate, uh, if you look at inflation, uh, globally has surprised on the lower side. I mean, who would have thought with oil prices going to around 80 plus uh, with currency depreciation? I mean, most people would have thought that inflation would zoom up uh, in uh, CY18. But as you know, headline inflation uh, is uh, trending at around 3% or so. And I think the real surprise has come from food inflation. So food inflation has consistently surprised on the lower side. I think over a period of time, I think we've seen a lot of uh, uh, productivity on food has actually increased and has grown much more than the actual consumption of uh, food grains and uh, other items. So I think that has uh, really put the inflation uh, under check. Even the core inflation has been fairly steady at around 6% or so. So I think uh, inflation will probably undershoot the RBI's uh, target. And given that, I think uh, the uh, outlook on interest rates, we feel that uh, there'll be a pause in rate hike and probably a reversal of that uh, if inflation remains below 4%. So overall, I think it should be a fairly benign scenario uh, in terms of interest rates and should remain uh, here without any upward bias. Sure. Just one last thing here uh, on the broader perspective is on the liquidity flows, right? Because uh, the last couple of years, the head, the one, one, one of the big features for stock markets in India have been the increasing retail uh, participation. For example, I was just reading that day that uh, as per Amfi, there are 2.5 crore accounts which are doing an SIP of an average ticket size of 3,000 rupees, which translates to more than 8,000 crores per month. That's like a billion, billion plus that's right. dollars each and every month. How do you think that's going to shape out in the next couple of years? And is that going to be a factor that's going to actually support stock markets? So I think uh, post the demonetization, we have seen uh, significant inflows uh, into uh, mutual funds and mainly into equities. The initial burst of money which came in after demonetization, that has slowed down because uh, that was money which was moving in from bank deposits and getting into equities. Uh, that flow has ebbed, but a lot of investors looking at long-term wealth creation, entering equities through uh, the SIP route, and that uh, uh, base has been increasing. You rightly said that it's currently around uh, 8,200 crores on a monthly basis. And we think that should remain steady uh, year on. And, and the reason for that is that A, uh, there's a lot of awareness now there between investors. They are not looking at equities from a one-year perspective. Even during volatile times last calendar year where we saw a sharp correction, uh, people have stuck uh, to the uh, monthly uh, inflows. And overall, I think if you look at the ownership of equity in India, it's still very low. I mean, just about 5.5% or so. And with penetration uh, driving into smaller towns and cities, uh, we think the, the flow into equities will continue. Uh, currently, there has been slight slowdown. Last one month, we have seen flows come down, but that is mainly the lump sum flows, okay, uh, which would have slowed down. But uh, the current run rate uh, of around nine to 10,000 crores on a monthly basis, this will also include the money which is coming through ETFs. So ETFs have also become fairly large now. They are around 2,000 crores. Mm. A lot of the pension fund EPFOs have to mandatorily invest around 15% to equities. That money is coming in through ETFs. So we have 8,000 crores through SIP, 2,000 crores through ETFs. So around 10,000 crores run rate, I think, should be sustainable. And that should provide good support uh, to equity markets, especially at times when uh, FIs flows tend to be very volatile. We saw last year uh, when FI pulled out almost like four or five billion dollars. I think this flow was what was really supporting the market. Mm. And and I think that balance, the right shift between uh, balance between FI flow and domestic flow, I think should do well to reduce the volatility uh, in, in the markets compared to some of the uh, other global markets. Okay, Mahesh, 
now let's get to specifics okay we've spoken about how the broader macro perspective and liquidity seems to be good let's get into specific things first of all what's the overall outlook for 2019 for stock markets so i think after uh, 2018 which was a pretty bad year uh, for the markets uh, we think that 2019 should be a better year because a uh, we are seeing on the micro front uh, things are starting to improve uh, clearly earnings growth corporate earnings growth is the best barometer and that's what really drive equity markets from a longer term perspective we are seeing a recovery over there the early signs i mean this quarter has been kind of a mixed bag but i think we are seeing uh, fy20 as we move forward pretty strong recovery in earnings uh, primarily driven by financials mainly the corporate banks so the banking sector has gone through a lot of pain uh, high npas we are seeing that peaking out uh, there has been good recovery uh, because of the bankruptcy uh, process uh, the ibc process and we're seeing overall slippages coming down so a big strong recovery in the corporate banks sure. and across the sectors i mean some of the domestic cyclicals uh, should show a good recovery uh, getting into fy20 great let's talk about specifics uh, in terms of um, broad sectors or so to say uh, large cap versus mid and small cap right because mid and small caps 2018 was rougher on them than on the large caps what's your view on these two broader areas of the market large caps and mid and small caps so uh, in last calendar year we've seen the uh, the mid cap and small cap have seen a significant correction uh, so while nifty was more or less flattish or mildly higher uh, the mid cap index was down around 18% the small cap index was down 28% and post that uh, i think the mid and small cap uh, valuations which had gone higher and were we were worried at the beginning of the last calendar year i think that has moderated down so now if you look at the valuation of the mid cap uh they are uh, slightly below the large caps small caps would be still below mm-hmm. which is probably in line with their long term uh, average uh, p multiples sure. and and the earnings growth in the mid and small cap is also improving uh, a lot of companies are making losses they are seeing a turnaround over there and as the domestic economy recovers uh, you should see a better growth trajectory in the small and mid cap space so i think the risk reward looks favorable now for small and mid caps and i think investors should also in their portfolios have the right uh, allocation towards uh, each of the category of funds depending on the risk return and the risk appetite of individual investors great last question for our listeners someone who's totally completely new to equities to stock markets and who wants to start there who wants to make a beginning into investing into stocks what would be your advice to them so i think uh, anybody coming uh, new into equities uh, a i think you should first understand that uh, the near term the markets can be volatile so uh, while uh, there's always a tendency to really make uh, one co investment i think we've seen that investors over a period of time who have come through the sip route have been able to take care of the uh, short term volatility so i think it's best to start with small investment uh, and invest regularly increase that allocation initially make a small allocation towards e- equity and uh, initially i would advise for a first time investor really choose a simple product mm. okay so the best fund would be a kind of a multi cap fund or a large cap fund or somebody looking to look at slightly lower volatility a balanced fund okay uh, where the equity component would be like a multi cap fund and some component of debt uh, would also be a good vehicle to really start off uh, as as the initial investment and slowly as uh, one gains uh, more experience and has wants to diversify the portfolio one can add uh, say a mid cap or small cap fund to the uh, to the portfolio 
and then uh, in advanced stage one can add uh, one of the thematic funds and that's how the approach and journey should be for a new investors uh, who would like to get into equities through the mutual fund route fantastic and on that positive note folks that is a wrap for more such interesting know hows continue listening to our podcast mf101 or simply follow the blog page of aditya billa sunlight mutual fund bloomberg quint ivm podcast or wherever you get your podcast from if you have any queries or some specific subject you want us to talk about with regards to mutual fund investment reach out to us on our twitter handle at the rate a b c a b s l m f that's at the rate a b c a b s l m f thank you for listening to this podcast mutual fund investments are subject to market risks read all scheme related documents carefully the views and opinions expressed herein are personal and do not necessarily reflect the views of aditya birla sun life amc limited that's absl amc aditya birla sun life mutual fund the fund absl amc the fund is not guaranteeing offering communicating any indicative yield or returns on investments advertising is dead yep you heard me right advertising is dead we're all in the content business now Let's not call it news, TV, radio, etc., etc. It's all content, and we're in the middle of this weirdly exciting phase where all the borders and lines that have been drawn over decades has been swept away by this lovely thing called the internet. We're a show where we don't dwell on just the stuff that is now, but rather the wider stuff about advertising, media, content, and the whole goddamn circus surrounding it. Tune in every Tuesday for our weekly unboxing of the mystery box we used to call advertising. I'm Varun Dugirala, co-founder and content chief at The Glitch, and this is my new podcast, Advertising is Dead. Hi my name is Anupam Gupta I'm B50 on Twitter I am the host of Paisa Paisa the show that talks money on my show I speak to experts from every field of money and finance from stock markets equities debt funds credit cards life insurance every possible area of money and finance that you can think of we even did an episode on cryptocurrency i've got fantastic guests from mutual funds to personal finance experts everywhere robo advisory startups just name it we've got it At Pesa Pesa, we help you make smart decisions about money. You work hard for money. Now make your money work hard for you. New episodes out every Monday, and you can listen to my show on the IVM Podcast app or any other podcasting app that you have.